Hello, and welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. My name is Ruth Haley Barton, founder of the Transforming Center. Last month, we revamped our patron program to include exclusive bonus content. Today, we'd like to share just a snippet from our inaugural Ask Ruth episode. Patrons at either level will periodically have the opportunity to ask questions, and I'll respond as best as I can in these Ask Ruth episodes. In our first episode, we discussed everything from what the church needs most as we emerge from the pandemic to navigating issues around human sexuality, including gender and sexual orientation. Today, we're sharing a short clip from that episode and invite you to consider whether or not you would like to join our patron program. This is a great example of the kinds of content we are sharing with our patrons. Please enjoy this excerpt from Ask Ruth number one. This next question is kind of the last in this sort of post-pandemic 2020 life. And I think this speaks to what this year has brought Mm -hmm. in terms of the community. And this person asked, I know Christians who are afraid to go back to church Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to interact with people who have exposed themselves as holding very, very different views on what it means to be a follower of Christ in regards to power, racial justice, etc., especially when they share when they share things that seem so antithetical to the gospel and seem oblivious that others might have a different viewpoint. What would your advice mm-hmm. be there when your community no longer feels like the safe place to mm-hmm. be? That is a really, really tough question. And I just can't pretend to have all the answers to this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of experiencing this myself, you know, with people. Um, and it, it does surprise you when you, when these things get exposed, these beliefs and these political points of view, and even the fear that's there that's present and how you can see that driving people's decisions and beliefs. This, th- this may be one of the things that is most challenging in terms of churches pulling back together, is that things have been said and done, and these kinds of schisms and differences have been so exposed that we don't know how to come back together and that's another reason why I just feel we have to go slow and that part of going slow might be acknowledging this reality and actually taking some time I I would even say I know this sounds crazy but six months to really explore what it means to be a community that can hold differing points of view and what it means to have conversations that actually bring us together versus polarize to try to discover what it means to to be the community of Jesus that can hold, you know, differences and hold different ones' transformational journeys. And I do think that this is even where the idea of transformation, to me, is really, really compelling. Um, if we commit ourselves together to a transformational journey where we make that the most important thing versus beliefs, then there's a, a great deal of chance that we will change in relationship to each other if we commit ourselves to an ongoing process of transformation, which, by the way, is what we experience most profoundly in transforming communities, which in, in a way that I would never even have dared to dream, to be honest, that in our communities we have people that come from differing points of view on absolutely everything, and some very conservative, some a whole lot more progressive, different points of view on church polity and different church traditions and different denominations and 
different life experiences and different ethnicities, different vocation. I mean, and to see people who are so different in so many ways come together in unity around their desire to take a transformational journey. And that becomes the glue. And then it becomes also the context within which deeper conversations can take place, but the quality of them is different. We're not ever there, and we don't allow people to be there to convince anybody of anything. We give a lot of structure and a lot of guidance for how to be a community that can hold difference and how to be together in a transforming way amid those differences. So to me, this is something that the church can grapple with on the other side of the pandemic and wonder together, could we become a place where different kinds of people could journey together in unity, um, unified around their desire for transformation in Christ's presence versus absolute unity on doctrine or absolute unity on practice or absolute unity on um, life experience and how we interpret those life experiences. Those are secondary in my mind. Transforming community gathers around the presence of Christ for the purpose of transformation so that we can discern and do God's will together. That is a very unifying thing. And I think that that definition itself is part of what holds our transforming communities together because we can come back to that that definition and live it, live there and say, what would it look like to be committed to transformation in the midst of a conversation about this issue uh, rather than leaving each other? What would it look like to stay together and to practice stability even though we have a disagreement on this issue. That, I think, it would be a very God-honoring goal or objective for churches as we come back together. And it, it's, it feels really threatening versus being avoidant, but what if, if, if a pastor was strong and able to hold a lot within him or herself to be able to also hold a conversation where we could go back over some of the painful things that we've experienced and really process them towards healing versus just shoving them under the rug and trying to keep going. Cause I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are going to be willing for that. Like, I don't think your generation, Colleen is going to be willing for that. It's going to be willing for us to shove stuff under the rug and just keep going as though nothing happened as though those things didn't get said, you know, or didn't get exposed. So actually I think probably the future of the church depends on our ability to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I have seen firsthand the power of what happens when you, are able to say we're not we're holding the unity in our desire to transform and mm-hmm. not in our desire to prove right. which side is right. right. I mean, I think or to come to all of us believing the exact same thing same about thing. anything. Yes, it was it was really powerful and it made for such a safe place to explore all sorts of things mm-hmm. in a transforming community when it was that was not the objective. Yeah. And the only reason right now that I mentioned transforming communities is because I need to say that I'm speaking from having done this somewhere. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell right now. I'm actually trying to say the only reason I can say these things is because I've lived this for about 18 years now, and I know that it is possible. I have to have a context within which to say, I believe this is possible. I know this is possible because I've experienced it and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was those were great questions for all of us coming out of this, this last year and a half. Well, hopefully that gave you a good sense of the kinds of things we're sharing in our patron program. If you're interested in learning more about the program and becoming a patron yourself, please go to patreon.com slash transforming center today to join. 